Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. I'm sorry, I just started thinking about that time you counted me in. (laughs) Okay. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. This week, I'm starting a new service helping people stay accountable with their workouts. So we're going to discuss what motivates us and keeps us on the right path. Plus, the Nobody's Knows Around on Jensen Carp, and it's perfectly okay to not know who the hell that is. Followed by another installment of Loser of the Week. Stay tuned. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Talked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nobodies. Bryce, I never glance up when I like at you (laughs) when I'm doing the deep tease. I just read it off my phone. Yeah. And I glanced up today and you you were sitting like this. <laughs> you have to describe staring. what you're saying. This is a podcast. Oh yeah, true. Well, that's true. You were staring <laughs> at your screen like just off center with like the biggest smile on your face <laughs> and your arms crossed. <laughs> I'm so oh, proud of myself. God. I'm so proud of my my written work that you I know, I can tell. When you put when I put my words on the page and then you read them aloud, it's just like music to my ears. Oh, I just love that. I hope I do you proud. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I was gonna this is such a non sequitur but do you have do you ever get songs in your head? Like do you do you yes. have like frequently or I feel um, like you're the type of person that doesn't normally have a song in their head only because no. you're so analytical. Yeah, I would say like every once in a while, but it's very rare. Okay, well, I currently have dual two dueling songs in my head. They are oh. Yeah, I can't. I go back. I've been going back and forth all day. One is Lady Marmalade because I heard it in a Peloton class this morning that I took. Okay. And I I got to thinking like, you know, that. Yeah. Well, that's an easy one to get stuck in your head. Is that a a song about women of the night, like BDSM? Threesomes, I believe. Oh, threesomes. Well, wait, Lady, is Lady Marmalade a person? This is what, this is what, this is like a a window into my mind. This is what happened. Yeah. This actually explains a lot about you. Yeah. You'd think so. Um, I don't know. I've never really like given it that much thought. Because if they talk about men going back like to a nine to five, I don't know if they're talking, they're talking about like multiple men or if they're talking about a single man. Pardon me. I just had to pull some earwax out of my ear. Um, I, (laughs) I don't know if it's, I, I'm just, it's interesting because they say something about nine to five going, being in a gray flannel life or something. I heard that lyric this morning. I was like, what well, are that... they talking about? Are they, did they like, did a man do them wrong or are they like giving revenge on a man? Is this a one woman? I guess I'm thinking because of that long, you know, Lil Kim, Christina Aguilera version, there's like multiple women. So I'm thinking, well, isn't the song, the thought, the song is from uh, Moulin Rouge, right? No, it's an old song, I think. I think it's about sex work. It's an old song that no, that I, it was I agree. remade. I think it's it about remade. sex work. I think it's about sex work. Okay. So that 
that helps at least. The other song yeah. in my head is um, the Double Mint Gum song. That's uh, a okay. statement of a gray man and Double Mint Gum. I, if you would have asked me to tell you what the Double Mint Gum song <laughs> is, other, like with a gun to my head, I would have no. I wouldn't even know. Really? Double your pleasure. Double your fun. I mean, I now that you say it, but I would never have been able to come up with that. Well, that song kind of is a little bit near and dear to my heart because my dad is a twin. And so we were always like option, like pitching to him and optioning to him that he and his twin should go on the commercial because they used to have twins on the commercial. Yes, the I do remember that. And so we were like, you guys need to do this. What This is like a cash cow. I mean, you could make m- tons of money. For one, like probably twelve-hour shoot. I mean, obviously, it's, a, I didn't know it's any of that amazing. It's amazing that you guys didn't end up in sales. Uh, I know none of us did. Well, one of you did. Yeah, true. And he's yeah. the Jackie. Jackie did, and he's the best salesman of us all. So that makes yeah. any sense. Anyway, that was ridiculous. But I wanted to know that because I, I was curious about that with you. Um, but anyway, what are your what is your peak and what is your valley this week? I knew you were going to ask me first, and I'm going to be honest <laughs> well, I with you. I can go. Um, okay. You go. Cause mine may lead into, if I can think of it in the next like 12 seconds, mine okay. might lead into some conversation. Great. So will mine actually my peak you'll love. Um, I spruced, I'm sprucing up my patio, my cubic centimeter. <laughs> my patio is. Can you lay down on your patio? Like, is it big I, enough for you to I lay down? No, probably not. Okay. Probably not. It's probably you should do an apartment tour. I should on the Instagram. Okay, that's a good idea. Actually, it's probably two by six. I want to say. Okay. Maybe smaller, but um, I I really like I sitting out there. Maybe it is. I really like you sitting out it. there at especially in the morning. But it's like you're on the surface of the sun. So I. <laughs> This oh, is no. This oh, is no. Oh, no. What so did you good. do? No, I, nothing. I bought, I bought a, an outdoor umbrella. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. Like, but it's like the small, I mean, I don't have it yet, but like I had to buy like the smallest, like tiniest umbrella because I can't have like some massive Like umbrella. a baby one for the beach? <laughs> yes. So it's a baby like beach umbrella that does tilt back and forth so I can, you know, tilt it away from my neighbors around me um but it is so ridiculous that i had to buy it but i was like listen if you go out there in the morning you are it is so hot i mean i feel like i got get a sunburn in 30 seconds and so okay i was actually gonna say this was a smart idea because of the sun exposure yeah and i like also now you can sit out there when it's raining Exactly. See, this is a good all. I mean, but I really feel like the umbrella because I live above where everybody parks. I really feel like the umbrella is going to blow away and like fall onto a car and damage it significantly. Is it a piano umbrella or is it like (laughs) an umbrella umbrella? (laughs) It's just an umbrella. I it may fall, but it will not damage anything significantly. Yeah. Okay, that's 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 fair. Um, yeah. And so then that was that's a, that was good, and it was really cheap. I mean, I got everything for uh, about like sixty bucks. I bought a stand and I bought a just an umbrella, and it was about. So it wasn't it wasn't expensive either. I co-signed this investment. I think Thank this is you. smart. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I know okay. you thought I was going to make fun of you, I but really I really did. I really did. No, I mean, 
I still don't like that you sat out there in your sauna top. That is true. I did tell yeah. you that I, I, I was in, I was on, I was wearing a, a beach hat. Yeah. And my sauna vest. You actually, the text I believe said, I'm outside wearing a sun hat and my sauna vest and nothing else. <laughs> which is that what was, I, that which was, is what that I was really misleading. took. That was misleading. I, that was That's misleading. what I really took issue with. <laughs> As you very much should have. Um, so my valley is like, I mean, it's, it is of concern, but it's really shouldn't be. I have, I like, I swear to God, I was in such a, I was telling you, I have like such an anxiety place last week. This week is much better, but last week I was, like, oh no, I was having like these crazy panic attacks and these, so I've, I've, I have a panic disorder, which is well known on this podcast, but I have always, my panic has always been induced from like my spiraling thoughts of like something is going to happen. Like not while you're in, not like when your face, like panic is supposed to be like when your fate, your fight or flight is supposed to hit, which if you guys don't know, fight or flight is is our human condition is of like when we're in danger, we either fight or we run away or whatever. So like if you're about to get eaten by a lion, one of those things is going to happen. I think everyone knows which one you are. I'm yes, exactly. (laughs) But I always think, I always thought like, this is, this is like a a hypothetical. This is how ridiculous this is because it was so hype. My, my thing was so hypothetical as if I'm going to be faced with a lion at some point, And then I will have to make this decision Mm -hmm. as opposed to actually it, not that it would actually happen, but like, okay, so here's what happened then. So I'm spiraling out of control. I don't know why. I mean, I just, I, I mean, it comes on by dehydration. I thought I had COVID. It turns out I had like a sinus. I had the sniffles and allergies. allergies. And I spiraled out of control about that. Well then, so as I'm spiraling out of control, so I've been, I, for the last couple of weeks, I had had some heartburn. So long story short, I am um, now, so like I'm having heartburn while I'm panicking. I then like my left hand starts to go numb. Oh no. I'm like, I'm having a heart attack. I'm having a heart attack. I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm absolutely like, this is it. This is, and I was, you know, it's so funny because I'm like, okay, we don't have any history of heart, heart disease. We don't have it. Like there's not, I mean, I'm very healthy. I don't, I do a lot of, do it. I'm a maniac on the Peloton. I have to, you know, there's no way, like, I mean, not no way, but I'm like, but in the moment you cannot, there's no convincing you otherwise. So you're just thinking, all right, this is it. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm going to be the one person that has a heart attack that was really healthy. And they're going to say that in the news. And then the news is going to report this as if I'm going to be on the local news. Be like, man, <laughs> dies of heart attack in lonely apartment. Crummy, crummy oh, lonely God. apartment. Okay, I'll make I'm sure just, that the headline I'm, doesn't say that. I'm just, I mean, it's, it's my, it's not, it's supposed to, people, you're supposed to laugh at this. Like you're not supposed to feel bad, but the thing is, it's so then I'm just like, all right, this is it. I'm convinced. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I, like, I remember like, so then I'm like giving myself IBS. I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm like, this is the worst week. <laughs> oh my God. This makes me sad. <laughs> Don't be sad. This is not supposed to be sad. This is supposed to be funny. This is just supposed to show that people can be like, you can be totally irrational, but you're going to come out the other side. It's just what the reason why I bring it up is that I had never had an incident where I actually thought 
Like I was yeah. going like, cause when you have a panic attack for people that don't know or never have unlucky you, but like, you really feel like you're going to die. Like your heart yeah. is beating out of your chest. You're sweating. You don't know what's going to go. You, you, you're, it's really scary. It so is this, really this scary. felt, this felt like, but this again felt like it was actually happening as opposed to, oh, it's going to happen at some yeah. point. So that's what was a little bit, that was a little bit different of a, a, a different kind of hell. So anyway, it was a little bit rough. I feel a lot better now. I don't know. What Have was- you identified the reason of your anxiety? Or I, you think it was because, I think it was because I, I thought I had COVID. Okay. So yeah, I spent way too much time talking about that. So you go now. <laughs> Okay. Um, so my peak is that I start a new job this week. Um, we are recording this on Tuesday. So I started on Thursday, but I will have started by the time this comes out. I'm not going to give any details. I'm still not going to talk specifics. Um, I'm staying with the same company. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still, yeah. So I'm staying with the same company, but I'm just starting a new job and I'm very excited for something different. Um, so that is my peak. My valley, my nutrition has kind of been off the rails. Oh, like I just have not been eating enough vegetables. Yeah. So I need to kind of reel it in. I've been very carb cravy lately. And so I just need to kind of like get back on track. Well, if you can identify, I mean, again, I'm not clearly, I, and you put something in front of me on Instagram and I will believe it or buy it, even though it has nothing pertaining to me at all. But I will say if you can somehow get like, if you have carb cravings, it feels like you could try and like find a way to have what you want, but just like substitute it with maybe something that's not like the exact thing. Like if you're going to do I don't know. I know you love mac and cheese. So like if you wanted to do mac and cheese, you could do like vegan mac and cheese, even though that's not as good or anything else. But- well, and, and I've been doing that, but it's still, I just need to be an adult and like eat my greens or at least like throw in some smoothies. All right. So okay. let's get started with Peloton in 60 seconds, the segment in which I start a timer on my phone and we discuss all things Peloton for just one minute. Are you ready, Annie? Sure. Set. <gasps> Go. All right. Annie, why are you working out in the morning so much? I thought you hated that. Um, I do, but I found that it is easier for me to just get it in and done with. So do you feel more relaxed or do you think this this will continue or? Um, I'm going to try. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just like having it done for the day before 8 a.m. It's been really nice. Um, Also, can we talk about Alex's? Yeah. challenge thing okay so alex is doing the ride to greatness i think it's called yeah and you're either team activate or team validate two practices then a competition then another two practices in a competition what team are you on i'm on validate did you do that because i'm team validate i did i did follow your lead but i also thought that if we're gonna if activate seems to mean like you're doing this for the first time or like you're just getting on and we've been doing this forever okay 10 seconds um, I'm really into just really quickly. I'm into the, I want to do the new class series called Versus that came out on Monday. I haven't tried it, but yes. I'm very excited about it. Yes. First one's Monica and Brandy. And this has been Peloton in 60 seconds. 
Nice, nice, nice. Solid, solid. Okay. All right. The next topic comes from Annie being at the dawn of a new adventure. Annie, you're going to be offering a new service starting April 1st, which I'm calling Annie's Accountability. You can pay me the copyright fee once this gets up and running. Um, But tell everybody what it is and if it's called that or what it's called or if you have a name for it, just give us the deets. Okay. So I really don't have a name for it yet. Um, I'm just calling it my April Accountability you just love alliteration so much. Um, but no, I'm just, I mean, I guess it, I'm calling it my April accountability group right now. And then it will probably be the May accountability group. So it'll ruin your alliteration. Um, but no, basically I was getting quite a few DMS on Instagram saying that like my posting, my workouts was helping people to be motivated to work out themselves. And I've been creating like workout schedules for a bunch of us that have Pelotons. I haven't really sent them to you because you kind of do your own thing, but I send them weekly to Emily and Ariel and a a couple other people. And I had a conversation with our friend Ace, who's been on this podcast about just like entrepreneurship and that sort of thing. And it just kind of inspired me to open up this group where basically it's $25 a week. It is a monthly commitment. Um, so you do have to do it for one full month after that. It's up to you if you want to continue or not. Um, but I basically am checking in with people once a day to see how they're feeling. If they've gotten their workout in, give them a push if they haven't and they need to. Um, the goal is 30 minutes of activity literally can be whatever you want and whatever you enjoy. So some days that might be running, some days it might be writing, lifting, yoga, just plain stretching, like whatever you, your body needs. Um, but it's 30 minutes, six days a week. Gosh, that sounds great. Yeah. And you just have to deal with me every day. (laughs) (laughs) So why do you think accountability partners are so important? Like, why are they important to you? Why do you like to work out with people? It's, I don't even necessarily need to work out with people simultaneously. It does help, especially with my morning workouts. Like I, to your point that you made earlier, I hate working out in the morning, but when I've committed to getting on the bike and riding at the same time as my sister, I'm not going to make her ride by herself. So yeah. when you're pushing it outside of just yourself, I think when you make a commitment to someone else, you're more likely to hold on to that. I also think the reason that this accountability group is going to be successful is because typically if you pay for something, then you hold yourself even more accountable. And $25 a week, I tried to make it something that like most people could do. Um, Those and, summer mods. Yeah, summer's coming up. But so often it's just, it's so easy, especially right now because the pandemic and like over the last year, I know, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but there was a study that was done. Angie, our resident uh, dietitian, she posted this last week that there was a study done of 30 or a survey done, I guess. I don't think it was like a scientific study of 3,100 adults roughly. And 42% of them said they gained an unwanted amount of weight during the pandemic and the average amount of weight that was gained was 29 pounds. 42% of people said this? Yes. And the oh average, God. the average was 29 pounds. Jeez. And aside from just like. What are you eating? Well, you're saying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like aside from just like the, you know, aesthetic part of that, the weight that 29 pounds significantly impacts your health. 
from so many, not just physically, but also mentally, emotionally, like it impacts you in every single way. And if that amount of people gained that amount of weight during the pandemic, like clearly we have some work to do and it is so much easier. I think I gained weight during the pandemic, like especially at the start of quarantine. And so I think now that we're kind of the world's opening up and we're getting back into it, it's an opportunity to kind of recommit to yourself. And if that means you need to commit to another person to get it done, like you got to do what you got to do. I think, I think a really good point that you made um, in a sea of good points is that you, uh, if you vocalize something, if you vocalize Mm -hmm. and say you're going to do something or you tell someone, even if it's like a diet, like we, we did the January challenge or it's, you know, it's doing a workout with your sister. It's, it's like when you do, if you vocalize it to someone, then it does make you, it does like galvanize you into doing that thing Yeah. as opposed to just trying to do it on your own. Um, what keeps you motivated to work out? Oh God. Um, (laughs) honestly, I think at a certain point it kind of shifts from, I've talked about this on my Instagram a little bit. Yeah. At a certain point, it shifts from motivated to just discipline. And like today, for instance, I got up to ride and do a leg day with M and did not, I really didn't want to do it yesterday either. Today and yesterday, I've just been brutal and I did not want to do it. But it was one of those things where it was like, okay, it's because in the mornings we do 20 minute rides and 20 minute strength. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I can do 20 minutes. I know I can. Let me just knock it out so then I don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. Yeah. And like I know how I feel when I work out versus on days that I don't mentally. And so I know I posted this on my Instagram. Also, if you're not following me on Instagram, it's Annie yeah. underscore welcome. <laughs> um, but, but I posted doing? this on my Instagram yesterday and I just said like I for so long, especially probably since like post high school when I stopped doing sports, organized sports, like working out was always about trying to make my body smaller. It was never about like, okay, how do I feel? Um, not only in my body, but like in my clothes, how do I feel mentally? How, like, am I really stressed out? Like all of these things, it was never about that. And really since I started writing, probably like once I really got into spinning, it kind of started to shift because I it, I realized like it was my version of therapy and I could go and just shut off my mind for 30 minutes. And typically when, once you get a really good sweat in, all of the things that were stressing you out, like suddenly don't feel so hard because you just did the hardest part of your day. And mm-hmm. so that I think for me is what pushes me more so now. Um, I think all of the body changes that come along with that our bonuses. But in terms of what motivates me, I think at this point I'm just more disciplined and I know how I feel when I work out versus when I don't. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought that, that up that you, what you posted, because we reposted it on the nobody's Instagram. So to live forever because you didn't for some reason put it on, your, put it on your grid. Cause sometimes um, when I just like spew things that are on my brain, I get like embarrassed. It was really good. It was very Thank motivational. You. I mean, how do you think that people, how would you suggest people follow your lead in, in making it, making working out, not about your physical body? I think just making the commitment to do it consistently. 
Because yeah. if you if you're working out one time a week, you're not gonna have that happen. One, yeah. you're not gonna see if if what you're doing is physical, like you want physical changes to happen, one time a week isn't gonna do it anyway. Right. So, and then if you want the mental side of it, it comes from all of it comes from consistency. I feel like that is like the overall theme whenever we talk about stuff like this. It's just consistency. For and sure. some days there are gonna be like, for instance, last week. I did not want to do a strength class on Thursday, like just didn't want to do it. So I did my 20 minute, I think actually I did a 30 minute ride instead because I wanted to get my 30 minutes in. So I did a 30 minute ride instead. And then the following day I just doubled up on strength and did no ride. So it's like, you have to listen to your body still. Like there's no point. You're not going to get to the place where it helps you mentally. If you hate what you're doing. Yeah. You know, like I, if I had to go run every day, I just wouldn't do it. Like, I know I did a mile a day challenge during quarantine, but that was because I didn't have a bike and I didn't really have any other options and I was going crazy. Yeah. At the end of that 30 days or however many days I did it, I still hated running. So I think that is the biggest key is find what you like. That is really good. That's a good, that's really good advice. Well, and just whatever it is, just stick with it. And for some people that are maybe just starting out that haven't done a lot of like that are maybe really out of shape or like really struggling, literally it can be as simple as, especially for people like working from home, go walk around your block three times a day. Yeah. Like make your morning coffee, go walk around your block, eat your lunch, go walk around your block. Like just do, if you don't like that, you know, somebody go find something to run stairs or go do a, like I said, a yoga class. There's so many free workouts on YouTube. Yeah. You know, like there's so many options out there. And so what I've said to all the women that I'm working with for the month of April is like moving your body for 30 minutes is whatever you want, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it's playing outside with your kids Mm -hmm. for 30 minutes, like whatever that looks like to you, that's what it is. Yeah. But you just want to get active for 30 minutes a day. I think that's great. Well, uh, you're going to have to fasten your seatbelt for all the gassing I'm about to do to you. Um, but oh I God, think I'm already uh, embarrassed. <laughs> I think I, and I'm being very sincere. I think you're the perfect person to do this with one, because you've been doing it for me free of charge. Thanks BTW uh, for welcome. years now. And I can speak firsthand about how motivating you are. And two, because you like me have, struggled and had to troubleshoot like you didn't. And I mean this in in like a a very like positive way. Someone like you is the best type of coach because you've been through the thick of it. You're not, you've had to, you've had to figure it out. You've had to figure out your body. You don't wake up, you know, like I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with me. I mean, it's like, I mean, so am I. Well, yeah, but I mean, like some people can't see the light at the end of the tunnel and you are proof that there is like, you have to just keep doing it and it's not going to happen overnight. And these things aren't going to like, and you've had to do this for years now. You've been on this, you've been on this kick for a very long time, figuring it out and just going through trying to see what works and what doesn't. And then like weeding out the things that do and don't. I just feel like this would be, you would be a good, great person to do this for people because you know the ins and outs of it. You're not just like being like, well, you know, I woke up with 
you know, I, like, I'm just right, like, like, I don't want to wanna do it most days. Yeah. Like I, yeah, exactly. Like I have this like zest for fitness and like, I'm going to just do this and take steroids or whatever. Like you don't, it's not like that. You exactly. You're, you're one of the people doing it. Like yeah. you're one well, of the people that you're helping. Thank you for saying you're those welcome. things. You're welcome. That's true. I appreciate really that. True. So you guys, if you do not, if you haven't signed up for April, the April accountability challenge, please sign up for May. Annie, you, I'm assuming you're going to continue to do this. I yes. hope you do. And I think that if the people that, I hope that you get people that stay on and that, that you uh, incur or, you know, accumulate more people as the months go by, if you can handle it. Yes, I'm hoping so too. And actually, if I am going to open up a few more spots for April, this comes out on April 2nd. If you guys are interested, let me know and we can get you started for the last three weeks of April. Um, Just DM me on Instagram. Perfect. And that's at? (laughs) Annie underscore Wilk. (laughs) And if you're not following, I don't know what the hell you're doing. I don't either. All right, so now it is time for the latest installment of The Nobody's Nose Around, an investigative segment in which these nobodies play gumshoe detectives as we take a deep dive into a complicated subject. This installment revolves around Jensen Karp. Who the hell is that, you might ask? Well, let us tell you. Annie, you can, you know, sit back for a moment. I was just going to uh, say, I got to go shut the door, so I'll be right back. Okay. All right. By now, you've undoubtedly heard about the man who went viral for claiming he found shrimp tails in his industrial-sized box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal. Well, it turns out that that was just the tip of the cinnamon sugar jar because apparently the guy, producer and comedian Jensen Karp, is kind of a complete and total asshole. According to the New York Post, just days after the shrimp incident, as I'm referring to it as, in which Jensen slammed cereal distributor Jensen Mills... Oops. <laughs> General Mills <laughs> on Twitter, social media took a not so sweet turn against him. Jensen, who's married to Boy Meets World star Daniel Fischel, aka Topanga, and is a former child rapper named Hot Carl, I'm dead serious, is now being accused of lying, stealing a podcast concept, and shaming former sex partners, among other allegations. Screenwriter and Jensen's former girlfriend, Stephanie Mickus, tweeted that she was unable to see the shrimp incident unfold because Jensen blocked her on Twitter in 2014 for not being gracious enough after he allegedly surprised her with a threesome and that she should be careful or she would never work in this town again. Actress Melissa Stetton followed by tweeting that Jensen was a manipulative, gaslighting, narcissistic ex-boyfriend who once told her he was surprised she hadn't killed herself because her life was so worthless. Meanwhile, podcaster John Cullen claims that Jensen stole a podcast idea from him. Stories like this also began to circulate about Jensen professionally as many began casting doubt on his serial story. In an interview with the Daily Beast before the allegations service, Jensen insisted the incident was legit. He said, I have a career outside of being the stupid shrimp guy that would be on the line, as you know, including being an Emmy-nominated writer. I roll. He said, I wouldn't do this that's very annoying and I don't want to be a part of that. He has not since responded to the daily beast request for comment on the allegations. He's gone on silent. He's gone silent on Twitter as well. So Annie, what in the world did you make of this? This was the craziest story (laughs) that I've ever seen. This is the most insane thing I've ever heard. I, the, I know I stepped away for a second. Did you mention that he's married to Topanga from Boy Meets World? You did mention that. That was the craziest part of the story to me, I think. (laughs) And I feel like she has to be horrified. Well, yeah. I mean, 
It was a disaster from like start to finish for him. <laughs> well, it was, I mean, it was, and it's like, there, believe it or not, there. Well, first of all, if this is fake, then I'm gonna hop on board. Okay. Like, if he, if, if, like, I didn't think, he, okay, first of all, I didn't think this was fake. Uh, I didn't think it was fake. I didn't even think it was fake when all these people started saying horrible things about him. I thought it was real. Okay, you're talking about the shrimp tails. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the shrimp okay. tails. Not okay. the allegations. Okay. <laughs> Not the allegations. Sorry. I'm talking about the shrimp tails. I, didn't think it was fake until it was until he came out and said that he wasn't going to be just a stupid shrimp guy. I think that was the most telling to me. Like, yeah. why would you come out and like the way that you defend something? It's like when people say, I'm, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I mean, like, you know, right. Spoken like a true racist. Yeah. Like, I mean, wait a minute. Why are you defending? Just be like, yeah, I, why would I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know the approach that I would take, but I don't feel like I'd, I would have said something like that. That seemed a little weird, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if this is fake, then I should hop on board. If this makes somebody famous, like I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stage like bird seed and chef boy RD or something. Like, I don't know what, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know what to do, but that seems like the red, the red flag to me on all of this. Yours was that statement. Mine was just the fact that he didn't let up like most that's people. True too. Because most people, like, think about the people that have, like, found fingers in their Wendy's chili. Yeah. You know, like, those people put it out on social media. They're contacted by uh, Wendy's people. They're paid off, and they go away. Yeah. Like, as he kept pushing and kept going. And I think that, for me, was, like, this guy's full of shit. I think there was something, too. I mean, I know that General Mills did come back with several statements like, oh, this couldn't, this is just a bunch of sugar accumulation and everything else. But it's, it, it seems too odd. Like, I don't know. I, it seems very strange. Like, I, now I have, now I'm questioning it because I think everybody had it on it. I was on his side. You know, I think everybody was. Oh, at first, yeah. But no, I, one, why would there be shrimp of any kind, tails or otherwise, at a General Mills factory? <laughs> I mean, like, like if you told me that you opened up a can of Hormel chili and there was a shrimp tail, I would be like, huh, that might make sense. Yeah. Like, they may produce something with shrimp in it. Yeah, like does it say on the does it say on the list of ingredients contained in like made in a factory containing shrimp? That's what I mean. It would have to say so though, because there's a shellfish allergy. Right. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even yeah. think about that. So that to me is weird because it's not like I don't blame General Mills for being like, oh, that's a sugar accumulation, because they've probably gotten similar inquiries. That yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe don't look like shrimp tails, but like, hey, what is this? Yeah. And it's probably sugar and cinnamon. And so I didn't blame their res- I thought their statements were fine. The fact that he just wouldn't let up, and then That's all these allegations point. came out. I was kind of like, oh God, like he's really shooting himself in the foot here. Yeah. So that was the craziest <laughs> thing ever. I mean, though. what a nuts story. I was like, Wait, what? But you know what's funny is that, believe it or not, this guy is not the first person to go viral only to have it backfire. There is a term for it, and it's called milkshake duct. Have you ever heard of this? Um, I heard it, like, floating around. Is it duct or duck? Well, the 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 it's called – it's like you were just – you know, like, it was like you were just served. Like, you were just milkshake ducked. 
Like it is milkshake. Oh, like ED. Yeah, okay, ED, it. but it's like apostrophe ED. Basically, for the listeners, the term is a reference to a Twitter post by Australian cartoonist Ben Ward, who tweeted about a fictional internet viral phenomenon of a, quote, lovely duck that drinks milkshakes and is subsequently discovered to be racist. And he did this in 2016, where he's like, oh, look how everybody, basically, he made all this, he made this up, and it was supposed to be a joke. It wasn't like this actually ever happened. But he was basically saying like, oh, who doesn't love seeing a duck drink a milkshake? But then what do you think when you find out that the duck is racist, you know, like then it changes your whole yeah. opinion. So it's like a downfall, like a, the opposite effect. And then okay. there's a thing called reverse milkshaked where like someone bad does so- someone like who you hate does something and something g- good comes out of it. <laughs> like does oh, it, like- that would be like, if I ever agreed with something Taylor Swift did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it would be like, it would be like, um, it would be like, let's just say it'd be like Donald Trump finding a shrimp tail in his, you know. Okay, got it. Like a shrimp tail in his cinnamon toast crunch. Do you even eat cereal? Do you eat cereal? Um, I love cereal, but most of it's not gluten-free. Oh, yeah, true. Honey nut Cheerios are, though. Yum. I'm actually, oh, Rice Krispies could be, wouldn't they? Rice yeah, but that's, I don't like eating those as cereals. That's like belongs in a Rice Krispie treat only. <laughs> I would just say the majority of things that go viral are bad diseases, COVID, this thing, you know, Yes. just don't go viral. This is why there are no more movie stars. But also if you guys want to make one of our videos viral, that would be fine. <laughs> yeah. But just don't come after us afterwards. <laughs> true. That's true. We're perfect. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Okay. So to close out the show, we have a segment that needs no introduction. It's time for Loser of the Week. This week's loser <clears throat> is the captain of the Evergreen, the ship or the Ever Given, which is an Evergreen ship oh, no. that was lodged in the Suez Canal, a blockage affecting more than 300 vessels that sent tremors through the world of maritime commerce. To, re- to refresh you, the Ever Given is a 1,300-foot Japanese-owned container ship that is about the size of the Empire State Building that was en route from China to Europe. The ship's crew stressed that the ship got stuck due to strong winds and low visibility. However, the chairman of the Suez Canal Port Authority has since stated that he believes it was the cause of human error due to the ship exceeding the speed limit upon entering Egypt's 120-mile artificial waterway. So Annie, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> this is such a disaster. <laughs> I actually saw on TikTok people are like well, that's a great sentence. <laughs> I know, seriously. But people are breaking this down about like the exponential effects this is gonna have. And it I honestly don't even have words. Like it is really bad. <laughs> I mean, there's so much, there was so much shit on that ship that I didn't realize how important the Suez Canal was to the entire world's. Me either. That's what I mean. Like there's so many problems, not to mention they're saying that like the people on the ships that are stuck, like they'll, they could run out of food. They could run out of water. Like all of these things that could happen that it's like really really bad yeah 
The problem I have with this is that I've been on a couple of cruises and even more party barges. And when you're rip-roaring on the high seas, there's no time to follow the rules. And this is the result because they were probably having a, you know, grand old time and, you know, weren't paying attention. And I mean, who, why do you need, why do you need that big of a ship? Like, couldn't you split that in two? I get that you want to be, you know, you want to save money and stuff, but that still seems like completely outrageous. Don't you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, the whole thing is just completely outrageous. And I, do they even have a plan yet? Yeah. So in hopes of a more positive segment, we've added an addendum called somebody of the week, or in this oh. case, somebody's. You and just couldn't go a full week without adding a new segment, could you? No, couldn't. Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> I have to do it. I have to do it every, this is not really a new segment. <laughs> kidding. This is I'm kidding. Okay. okay. Proceed. <laughs> All right. The, the somebodies in this case are the salvagers, both land and sea crews who spent day and night attempting to free the massive vessel. After six days of being stuck, they did get it. They did get it unstuck on Monday at about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Okay. The dreggers were time or here. That is so that is so pertinent to this story. I had to say the time. It's time of day. Time of day means to me. Oh my god, I'm crying. Um, so the dredgers relied on high tide from the moon, obviously. <laughs> Clear the ship's stern from the sandbank, as well as removing more than 20,000 tons of sand and mud to loosen the ship's bow. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, dredgers. Is that what you call Salvagers. Them? Salvagers, dredgers, you know. I mean, that sand women. is heavy as hell, so... But I mean, I I mean, I have you have you seen pictures from this? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know this about me, but I am slightly now. It's again irrational, obviously. But um, <laughs> I am slightly freaked out about ships and other. Is it because large... you think you had COVID on one? No, surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, no. But it's just like, I don't know why it is because I've been on cruise ships. I've been, I, I, I've, you know, and I don't have any problem getting on it or whatever. But like, I was, I, I kind of like to torment myself. So I look up like how large the propellers are. Like I have this very irrational fear that I'm going to fall off a ship and then just get grinded into a, into a ship's That's propellers. from watching Titanic. Yes. And I think yeah. that it does come from that. Yeah, and because like, the one guy falls off and his leg, he hits his leg and then he like cartwheels yes. into the ocean. That scarred me for life. Okay, I think you're on to something because yeah. it is so irrational, but like all, it was like the, what are the largest propellers in the world? And it's like, one of them is the Titanic propellers and like these other propellers. And it's like, why are you looking at this? Who cares? Like, this you, is so dumb. Well, so much of the issues that you have are self-inflicted. <laughs> And I do it to myself. Like, why am I looking at this? Well, that's what self-inflicted is. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Have I told you about the Statue of Liberty though? 
Oh, I'm God. freaked out about the Statue of Liberty. No, why? Okay, so the Statue of Liberty before it was like constructed into the woman that she is. Yeah. It was in parts around okay. France. Yeah, so of course. There was a segment that we did on the Statue of Liberty on the Chelsea show where Chelsea went to France. She talked to uh, Christiana Amanpour and they talked about the, I don't know that it was, or maybe that was a different segment. Anyway, there was a segment about the Statue of Liberty and how like it was, she was, she got like a tour of something. So I had to look up these pictures of like the old Statue of Liberty. And I'm telling you this, there is a picture that the head, the Statue of Liberty's head and the crown. Okay. were stationed at a park in Paris. The head, just the head, okay. was at a park in Paris. This picture, you guys can Google this. Just do Statue of Liberty's head, France Park or something. It is terrifying. Okay, it wait, let so me look. Scary. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It is so scary. And it's like, I I have like nightmares about it. I mean, I, my, there are shivers down my spine as I talk about this. You're kidding me. It cannot be that bad. Are you talking about like this? Because this isn't scary at all. Yes. How terrifying is that? That's not even the, I mean, she, if you were were in a park at night in France and you came across that, you would shit your pants. No, I mean her eyes. She has a very strong brow. (laughs) Yeah. But no, that is scary as shit. This this is scarier. That's that's pretty terrifying too. It's like, why are they? Why does it look like Julius Caesar? I mean, every why does her face look like that? How many? How much time have you lost sleep? Like, oh how many God. hours of sleep? Well, I'm have serious. You lost Annie, like when I was doing that, I was like, I swear I couldn't sleep for a week. I was like, that is so terrifying. Like, what if that shows up? Like, what if she like peers up in the window? Like, and the head is just right outside my window. This is the <laughs> least scary thing I've seen. You guys be the judge, listeners, moms. Since you're the only two listening, you guys go look and tell us. No, we're going to put up a poll on our Instagram. Perfect. This is great. That's a great idea. This is, I cannot wait for it to be 100% not scary. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if you think about it, I mean, that's what the other thing. It's like, why couldn't I think about the fact that what she quite literally stands for? You know, she stands for freedom and country and like she's a symbol of of our great country. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, she should have had, like, her brows lifted to, like, be more welcoming. They are strong. They're a little, like, Neanderthalish. Yeah. But, I I mean, I think it makes a statement. Maybe it's a feminist Do you statement. think that people, when they came to America and saw it, they were scared of her? No. No. And I don't think that the statue is scary. Like, maybe her standing, like... I've been to it's, Is it the Island. fact that it's just like a bust of her at the park? Yes. It's just weird. Like, why do you put that there? It's so strange. Like, I mean, you have to like break it down here. That is the weirdest thing ever. Why would they put a head? They have statues. They have just bust statues in lots of parks. Not that large. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that big. I mean, I'm no, it is, it's gigantic, but like, I'm sure, I'm sure rationally you can tell yourself that like, that, it's a statue. <laughs> you know, it's, like, I think I have a thing with like large objects. I'm like an ant. Can know? we agree or though her, that like, her. this is completely ridiculous at 52 <laughs> years old? <laughs> hey, I'm not married yet. That's true. Touche. F- um, 51. Yeah, thank you. And uh, completely, first of all, completely irrational. Um, 
but I think I'm like a bird. I'm afraid of objects that are bigger than me. Apparently. And I don't have a lot of advice for you on that because there are everybody does like inanimate objects. They could come to life. Yeah. I have nothing to say to you in regards to this other than maybe like, this is where my life coaching ends and the therapist's work begins. All right. On that note, that's all we have this week. Oh my God. Okay, guys, if you are not following us on Instagram yet, seriously, what the hell are you doing? At nobody's pod, at Annie underscore Wilk, and at Bryce Advice. It's the exact same on TikTok. Twitter is at nobody's the pod, same for our personals. You can also email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star review. Thanks, guys. Please don't be afraid of inanimate objects like me. And we hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.